0: Invite your uh, attention to Psalm 119. to read uh, the first eight verses to begin with psalm 119 blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the lord blessed are they that keep his testimonies and that seek him with the whole heart they also do no iniquity they walk in his ways thou hast commanded us to keep thy precepts diligently. Oh, that my ways were directed to keep thy statutes. Then shall I not be ashamed when I have respect unto all thy commandments. I will praise thee with uprightness of heart when I shall have learned thy righteous judgments. I will keep thy statutes. Oh, forsake me not utterly. And keep your, keep your finger there. We're going to come back to that, but turn to Psalm 1. In preparing this message, I was, I was uh, uh, going to say surprised, maybe not surprised, but uh, I was, I noticed how these two psalms, uh, Psalm 1 and the first eight verses of Psalm uh, 119, um, how they compare. In Psalm 119, he talks about walking, and he mentions it a couple of times. Psalm 1, Blessed is a man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree, planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit in his season, his leaf also, shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in judgment, in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. My message this morning is somewhat of an overview of Psalm 119 and perhaps you already know psalm 119 the longest chapter in the bible and really uh i guess i guess they're not really chapters they're psalms but uh and uh the psalms is a uh, collection of of poems and songs by um hebrews and they use these in worship uh, I'll be saying some things uh, about the Psalms that probably you uh, have heard already. Maybe I'll say some things that you haven't heard. Um, well, we'd like to look at this Psalm. First of all, what? Uh, why did I choose this this Psalm? I was reading in the Psalm some this week and uh, as I was reading uh, some of the verses in Psalm 119, I uh, remembered something my dad told me. Uh, shortly after I was ordained, uh, uh, we mentioned this psalm, and, and my dad said something like this. And I think this is pretty much uh, quoting him. He said, this is a personal psalm. He said, you can put your name here almost anywhere. Uh, it's, uh, and when I call it a personal psalm, I want us to notice then uh, the um, personal pronouns. In this psalm, 119th psalm, 176 verses, the word I, uh, the psalmist referring to himself, is used 139 times. The word "me" is used 90 times, and the word "my" is used 60 times, and 14 times he says "mine." Um, we're not usually impressed with someone who overuses "I," "me," and "my." You know, and we we uh, know of people who uh, will refer to themselves a lot, and it it doesn't make uh, It doesn't impress us too much. uh, Where people brag about themselves, uh, talk about themselves, talk about their own experiences. Uh, um, We've just been studying about Saul. He was a little that way. I, me, and my. That was his program. But in this psalm, and that's why I call it a personal psalm, and that's a uh, little of what my dad had in mind when he said, you can put your name here just about anywhere and it will fit. Um, those uh, where it says I or me or my, you can uh, you can think, is is that my response to God? Is that my response to how he, uh, he deals with me? Um, and in this sense then, the... Uh, the use of personal pronouns, perhaps, is not uh, is not wrong. We can uh, we can put ourselves there where the psalmist is, and uh, he is. And we'll see as we go through here some of the uh, some of the things that were um, were a, a problem for him, or was a joy for him, uh, is also for us. Can be for us. Uh, he, he describes, the psalmist here in, uh, in this psalm, is describing the, um, the revelation of God's will for us. He uses uh, about ten different words. There could be some variation there of the number, but ten to twelve to nine, uh, somewhere in there, uh, ten is an approximate. Uh, depending on how you look at uh, the words. But he uses these words to uh, uh, to describe the revelation of God's will for us. Uh, we'll be looking at these words in just a little bit, but first of all, I wanted to uh, talk a little more and say a little more about some interesting facts about this, this psalm. Uh, psalm 119 is called an acrostic or alphabetical um it's alphabetically written uh acrostic do you know what an acrostic is i just put one on the board that's why i put that there so the children would understand what an acrostic is you have the word joy uh, from top to bottom and then you have the way to have joy is uh, jesus first yourself last and others in between that's a little chorus that sometimes we sing and that's an acrostic Uh, psalm 119 is written like this Uh, notice there uh, the first right underneath in your bible uh, psalm 119 then it says elf e-l-e-p-h that is the first letter of the hebrew alphabet and so on. Beth is the second and so on. You go through here there's 22 um letters in the in the Hebrew alphabet. There's 22 sections in this psalm. Each one begins with a letter of the Hebrew alphabet. Not only that, but uh, each verse in this first section begins with that letter. Now, uh that's uh, that's been lost in translation. We don't, we don't notice that in, in the English. But uh, if you were able to read Hebrew, that's the way it would be. Each of these verses in this section begin with the letter Elf. And uh, starting at verse 9, each of those 8 verses down to 16 begin with the letter Beth and it's so on through the whole psalm it's uh it's written alphabetically it's written uh, uh, this way there are other psalms i think i listed them here maybe i didn't there's a few other psalms in uh that are alphabetically written as well, and uh, I had in mind I wrote I wrote them down, but I guess I didn't. Um, in Psalm 119, uh, now there's the the words that I were that I mentioned before. Um, Okay, I did write them down. Uh, this method, uh, uh, like, like I mentioned, the effect of this uh, ri- um, listing these things alphabetically are lost in translation uh, because uh, English and the Hebrew are not alike. Uh, but this method was used uh, by different of the Old Testament writers. They were... Um, i'm not sure someone thought maybe they used it this way or did this because uh uh, this would aid in uh, in keeping it straight or uh, in learning um, in uh, memorization they could uh, memorize easier i'm not sure why they did this but there were several places in the bible especially the old testament i think uh, uh, mostly or, or altogether in the Old Testament where the writers used this method uh, I think it's um, in one of the handbooks Bible handbooks I have uh, it, it lists these Psalm 9 and 10 is written this way uh, Psalm 25 Psalm 34 Psalm 37 Psalm 111 112 and 145 uh, some of these are e- is uh, it's easy to detect because there's uh, there's 22 verses in some of these psalms, and each one would begin with a letter of the Hebrew alphabet. In this psalm, uh, as well as some others, the author is not known. Uh, It doesn't tell us who the author is. Some Psalms will say Psalm of David or Psalm of Asaph or some other uh, title in the front of it doesn't say this one. Uh, Adam Clark guessed that probably David wrote this. Uh, Some of the others, some others uh, think that perhaps it was written sometime during the the captivity. And so there's some, uh, it's a little bit up for uh, up For uh, not argument, but for discussion of uh, the author of this particular psalm, whoever it was, uh, he had a pretty sharp mind, I would say, to be able to to uh, work this all in with the alphabet and uh, find these verses, each one to to uh, correspond to the letter. That was, uh, that was the heading of these sections. Okay, then these words that we have in this psalm and uh, how this psalm describes the revelation of God's will to us. Uh, maybe first of all, I would give uh, a little more of my purpose for uh, bringing this message. It's a fivefold purpose, actually, uh, first of all, I hope this will encourage and motivate us to study more deeply uh, some of the more familiar parts of the Bible. Uh, Psalm 119 is familiar to us because we know it's the longest chapter in the Bible and every verse, um, with the exception of probably five, say something about God's Word. And these are all facts we know and uh have heard before but uh do it, did uh, do we really get into what uh what the message is in this psalm and that's something that that i've uh, uh that I wonder about sometimes in these very familiar psalms very familiar uh any part of the bible is very familiar uh psalm uh i think of psalm twenty three we could probably most of us um, recited by it without looking um, have we studied the deepness of it the songwriter says the Word of God is like a deep deep mine with jewels rich and rare and uh, my concern is that as we read the Bible and as we look at the Bible we go over these verses these, some of these very familiar scriptures and uh, we just go over the surface and we don't really dig deep and find the jewels and uh, the the valuable things that are there for us. And so that's my encouragement, that's the first thing I put down for a purpose here. Secondly I wanted to uh, Talk about this psalm to help us realize that we can personally approach God. We can we can come to God and say, "Please, Lord, help me. Um, I have failed. Um, my family needs you." We can use these pronouns, I, me, and my, and we can come to God time and time again, and he hears he, he pays attention he listens and uh, the third purpose then is to see once again the importance of God's word as, we'll, as we look at these different words that are in this psalm we'll see that we see the importance of God's word and, and the importance of uh, and how this psalmist whoever he was realized the importance of of uh, God's revelation to him, how He He reveals Himself to him, and how He reveals Himself to us. <clears throat> and I'd like to have us also, in the fourth place, to consider the devotional value of this and other Psalms. You know, as we uh, have our devotions, and not only the Psalms, but other other passages in the Bible, and many of the uh, many of the familiar ones, like I mentioned before. There are deep devotional thoughts and, uh, and ideas and uh, things that we can gain for our, for our everyday Christian life as we look in these psalms. And then uh, in the fifth place, my purpose this morning is so that, so that we will notice how the psalms uh, reflect our own experience and life situations. And uh, we won't be reading a lot in uh, in this chapter, I'll read a few verses, but as we, uh, um, I guess this would be my encouragement to you, that uh, you just take a look at this psalm, and uh, just notice how, um, put your name in there, where it says, I, me, and my, just put your name in there, and and notice how. This this psalm and many of the others will reflect your own experience, and your own uh, longings, uh, your own um, shortcomings, perhaps, and you can uh, look at look at these and and uh, see in there uh, the experience that you have, for, uh, and uh, how the Lord has given you. Uh, Encouragement. <clears throat> now I'd like to look at these uh, list of words uh, and you could put them in I just uh, didn't really put them in any order special order but this is how they are law is given it talks about God's word as being law uh, these uh, definitions that I Picked up from these words, I got out of uh, Strong's Concordance, which uh, in the back is a Hebrew uh, dictionary. You don't have to know Hebrew to to do that because um, Mr. Strong—I can't see his first name—but he he did a lot of spade work for you. Uh, you know, he put uh, every every word in the Bible is in that that thick book and. And there's a little number behind it, and that corresponds with, the, with the, uh, the word in the Hebrew Dictionary and in the Greek Dictionary, and you can look up these meanings. Uh, this is, it doesn't take a, a, uh, doesn't take a Philadelphia lawyer to, to figure that out. You can, anyone can do it. If I can, anyone can. Law. Strong says the law is referring to the Decalogue. And that's a word maybe you we don't use a lot. Uh, it just simply means the Ten Commandments. Deca is the, is the word for ten. You know, we think of a decade as ten years. So the Decalogue is the Ten Commandments. It also refers to the Pentateuch. Now what that is, is uh, in the Hebrew Bible... Uh, or even in the English Bible sometimes referred to the five first five books of the Bible are referred to as the Pentateuch these are the are the books that Moses put together and um, they are um, they're called that sometimes um, actually Jesus simply referred to it as the law uh, when he was on his on the road to Emmaus with those two disciples, and they began questioning him about the things that uh, or he questioned them about the things that were happening in jerusalem and and uh, he said uh, you're slow of heart to understand and then it says he he went through the psalms and uh, the prophets and the law, and probably not in that order, but he went through those and explained. His own ministry from these, the whole Old Testament, and uh, when he referred to the law, that's what he was referring to—these five books of the first five books. <clears throat> also, in uh, in Psalm 119, is the word testimonies, and Strong says that is a witness. A testimony is a witness; it's a witness of many, uh, such as an assembly where they witness. Uh, god's uh, god's leading god's word uh, the testimonies of God also a word uh, that is used ways it's used a couple different uh, uh ways in this psalm uh, mostly it's talking about a course of of life or mode of action a well trodden road or manner a highway uh, I had to think in thinking of that uh, that definition when it talks about the ways of the Lord in Psalm 119 it's not something that's uh, through uh, the brush and a lot of rocks and and uh, a place we can't understand where, it go- where to go but it's uh, like a well-trodden path the ways of the Lord uh, to us are well known and uh, Jesus uh, mentions that in the parable to the sower where he said uh, some of the seed fell on the wayside. It was a hard, well-traveled path. And so he uses the word ways. These, these words all, all have reference to God's revelation to the psalmist as he was uh, thinking of them. He uses the word precepts. This is a mandate appointed by God and he uses the word statutes uh, these are laws being set in stone or metal in primitive times uh, when moses went up on the mountain uh, god um, wrote on the stone the the ten commandments uh, they were statutes they were made to be um, permanent uh, the, the the idea of writing in stone or on metal has a thought of permanence. And uh, so the statutes of the Lord are not something that you, uh, that is written down and you ball up a wad of paper and throw in the wastebasket. Uh, the statutes of the Lord are made to be permanent, they're in stone or metal. Um, God, uh, the, the Bible talks about uh, how that the um, the the laws of the Lord should be written on fleshly tables of the heart and uh, but in the beginning when God first gave their the laws to them they were written on stone Um, the idea of permanence he uses the word commandments this is a message or a charge given it's what we should and or what we shouldn't do. It, uh, it has both, the idea of commandments. He uses the word judgments. This is a verdict pronounced judicially, a sentence or a formal decree, and it can be for or against. This, uh, he uses the word judgments. He also uses the word word, W-O-R-D. This is a commandment, a speech, it's advice, Uh, an answer it's sayings he uses it in these different ways he uses the word truth this has the idea of stability it's uh, steady Uh, verily uh, it's a a variation where Jesus said verily verily I say unto you lest a man be born again uh, the idea there is truthfully truthfully I say unto you It's the idea of truth. It's absolute. It's established. It's faithful. And these are the words that uh, we have as we read through this this Psalm 119. We have these words, and perhaps just a few others, uh, depending on how your list is, that uh, refer to God's word, uh, refer to God's revelation to the psalmist and how he, he perceived this, how God was, uh, was revealing his will and his, uh, his, his way of walking to the psalmist. <clears throat> I also made two other lists in uh, relation to this psalm. And I, I just did this randomly as I went down through there, and you can add to this list. There's, I probably, it's probably not exhaustive with what's on my paper here, but uh, this list, it's a partial list of what the psalmist does in his approach to God. And uh, as you read through this uh, psalm um, in the next few days, if you like to, if you care to, I would encourage that, then uh, notice this. First of all, he says he walks in the law of the Lord. We read that in the very first part there. Uh, Keep his testimonies and his statutes. Uh, Seek him with the whole heart. Learn his righteous judgments. Uh, Respect his commandments. Uh, Praise him with uprightness. Take heed to thy word. Uh, And then he, he says some things that he has done. Uh, he he speaks in the past tense like this. He says, I have sought thee with the whole heart. I have hid thy word in my heart. I will meditate in thy precepts. I will delight myself in thy commandments. I will not forget thy word. I have chosen the way of truth. I have stuck unto thy testimonies. Did you know the word stuck was in the Bible? (laughs) i have stuck unto thy testimonies it says in one of the verses i will run the way of thy commandments oh when we when we uh, come across one of god's commandments um, are we slow are we um, (coughs) reluctant to follow his his commandments the psalmist here says i will run the way of his commandments. I have longed after thy precepts, I have remembered thy judgments, I have remembered thy name. This is just a partial list of some of the the um, things that the psalmist uh, does or has done and uh, some of the things that he will do. Sometimes uh, there it says, "I will meditate," and those are some of the promises he makes. Some of the, some of the things that that he uh, uh, that he, in his relationship with the Lord, in his seeking the Lord, in the seeking to to do his will and his uh, his direction. These are some of the things that he does, and you can read more of those as you read through this. Also, I made a list, and this also is also a partial list. Of what the psalmist says that god does for him and and here's what i have written down there first of all he deals bountifully when we think of uh of the lord and his um supply he is bountiful he's not one that's stingy he's not one that holds back the lord is bountiful in his blessings Uh, He opens my eyes, the psalmist says. He rebuked the proud. He removed reproach and contempt from uh, the psalmist. Says he makes me to understand. He teaches me his word. He makes me go in the right path. He inclines my heart to his testimonies. He turns my eyes from vanity. He quickens me. The word quickens has the idea of of, uh, making alive. He he gives me life. He establishes his word. He extends to us mercy and salvation. His hands have made and fashioned us. He holds us up. He considers my affliction and delivers me. He notices when we love his precepts. His hand helps us. He gives life to our soul. His judgments benefit us. Now I'd like to read just a little bit of this psalm. And I want to pick out just a few, some of the more familiar ones. Um, And these will reflect some of the things that I've already mentioned in here that the psalmist notices about God and about his response to God. Um, Verses uh, 29 to 32, uh, Remove from me the way of lying, and grant me thy law graciously. I have chosen the way of truth. Thy judgments have I laid before me. I have stuck under thy testimonies, O Lord. Put me not to shame. I will run the way of thy commandments, when thou shalt enlarge my heart. Um. Go to uh, verse 57. Thou art my portion, O Lord. I have said that I would keep thy words. I entreated thy favor with my whole heart. Be merciful unto me according to thy word. I thought on my ways and, re- and turned my feet unto thy testimonies. I made haste and delayed not to keep thy commandments. The bands of the wicked have robbed me, but I have not <laughs> forgotten thy law. At midnight I will rise to give thanks unto thee because of thy righteous judgments. I am a companion of all them that fear thee and of them that keep thy precepts. The earth, O Lord, is full of thy mercy. Teach me thy statutes. The uh, the verse in verse 62. Someone where I was uh, one of the books I was studying from. Uh, I think it's called Notes on the Psalms by G. Campbell Morgan, and he mentions in there that. At the very darkest time for this psalmist, he sought the Lord. At midnight, I will rise to give thanks unto thee. In our darkest hours, in our darkest times, we can count on the Lord. He he is there. Verse 65, Thou hast dealt well with thy servant, O Lord, according unto thy word. Teach me good judgment and knowledge, for I have believed thy commandments. Before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now have I kept thy word. Thou art good, and doest good. Teach me thy statutes. The proud have forged a lie against me, and I will keep thy precepts with my whole heart. Their heart is as fat as grease, but I delight in in thy law. It It is good for me that I have been afflicted, that I might learn thy statutes. The law... Of thy mouth is better unto me than thousands of gold and silver. Thy hands have made me and fashioned me. Uh, Give me understanding that I may learn thy commandments. They that fear thee will be glad when they see me, because I have hoped in thy word. I know, O Lord, that thy judgments are right, and that thou in thy faithfulness (coughs) hast afflicted me. There's uh, In this, just this last passage I read, there's two, verse, uh, two words that stand out to me. One is afflicted, and the other is good. Is affliction good? When we're uh, having difficulties, when we feel like we're afflicted, do we count it as good? The psalmist did. He says, I know, Lord, that thy judgments are right, and that thou in, in faithfulness hast afflicted me it was, it, uh, helped, uh, apparently it helped him. <clears throat> I'd like to, uh, point out the verses now that, uh, I think there's five that that don't say anything about, uh, God's word. There's only five. All the others, all, all the others, uh, of the 176 verses have something to say about God's word or law or judgment, but there's five that, uh, don't uh, verse 84 how many are the days of thy servant when wilt thou execute judgment on them that persecute me now the word judgment there is different from all the other word all the other judgment words in uh, in that psalm uh, this is this one actually means a a verdict to the um, uh, at the expense of the ones that are that are uh, persecuting him. And God is is passing uh, a judgment or a punishment on them, and that's what that word means. So it's not referring to, especially to his word. Okay, and then verse 90. Thy faithfulness is unto all generations. Thou hast established the earth, and it abideth. Uh, Psalm... Uh, okay, then it's 100, 121... I have done judgment and justice. Leave me not to mine oppressors. Again, the word judgment is not the same as uh, what he refers to as God's revelation. And in verse 22, be surety for thy servant for good. Let not the proud oppress me. And verse 132, look thou unto me and be merciful unto me as thou usest to do to those that love thy name. Uh, I read through those verses and most of them talk about his his affliction or his his being oppressed and in those verses then he doesn't mention God's word and I didn't know if there was a connection there or not but um, I'd like to look now and have you turn to the very last section uh, which is uh and I don't know how to pronounce that. It's, it's a simple word, T-A-U. I think some Bibles say T-A-V. Uh, tav or To. That's the last section. That's the last uh, <clears throat> the letter in the Hebrew alphabet. And my closing remarks are from this section. Let my cry come near before thee, O Lord. Give me understanding according to thy word. Let my supplication come before thee. Deliver me according to thy word. My lips shall utter praise when thou hast taught me thy statutes. My tongue shall speak of thy word, for all thy commandments are righteousness. Let thine hand help me, for I have chosen thy precepts. I have longed for thy salvation, O Lord, and thy law is my delight. Let my soul live, and it shall praise thee, and let thy judgment help me. I have gone astray like a lost sheep seek thy servant for i do not forget thy commandments uh, you notice there there's several uh, statements that begin with let he says let me cry let my cry come near before thee and then he says let my supplication come before thee let thine hand help me let my soul live and let thy judgments help me That would be a good outline for a sermon right there. Uh, Those one, two, three, four, five lets. The last verse, the psalmist finally, after all of what he's saying and all these 176 verses, now he says, I have gone astray like a lost sheep. Had he really gone astray? I guess the um, in my reading and study, the idea here was that uh, he wanted to prevent himself from going astray, and that's why he called on the Lord like this: "Seek thy servant." Uh, we trust in the Lord when we uh, when we, as his sheep, are tempted to stray. We need to trust in the Lord and his revelation to us in times like that so that we will not go astray. So we do not forget his commandments. So we do not forget his word. And we do not forget his name.